Was that just thought, me? Yeah, you you yeah. fell off the call. What the f*** just happened? <laughs> I'm just wait. That's not being recorded, is it? I'm yeah, sorry. we're recording right now. No, it's fine. Whoops. No, that this is this is not the first. F- Hey folks, this is episode 60 of the Raceable Podcast. Um, it's going to be a pretty short episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a topic we've teased for a while, the iconic yellow pencil. Uh, I think most Americans, when they think about pencils, this is what they see. Like a yellow barrel and a pink eraser, maybe a yellow, like a gold or a silver ferrule. Uh, but we're going to talk about the landscape of yellow pencils, the best, the worst, and all the in-between. Uh, so the Ticonderoga is to my Crucible company. Uh, Johnny and Tim are with me. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I have a, speaking of yellow pencils, um, I have a really special surprise for you today. So I am in New York City, uh, and I am recording live from the crypt of the uh, CW Pencil Shop uh, with our friend Caitlin. Hey, Clay- hey Caitlin. Hey. Yay. Hey, You're in the pencil catacombs. I am. I do like to say that I'm going to the graphite mines when I come here. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, which, uh, which of the dwarves are you? Doc, of course. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Tim, you just woke up, so you're uh, sleepy. I'll take right? sleepy, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I'm in the middle of my second evening of the night. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, we are um, we're joined by Caitlin. We're going to talk all about yellow pencils, so... Uh, we're probably going to skip fresh points, but I still think we should talk about um, what media and beverages and whatever we're consuming. So, um, Johnny, how about you? Well, um, for my pencil, I have a yellow pencil, a Ticonderoga. Um, I just finished a good book by Sebastian Younger called Tribe, mm-hmm. um, which was super, super short. Um, like, you know, you can read it in two quick sittings about our tribal roots and how us moving away from them is making it difficult for troops to come home mm-hmm. from war. And at jury duty yesterday, I read most of The Girl on the Train, which is very good. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a film next month, I think. Mm-hmm. So, And um, I'm enjoying some Four Roses small batch bourbon, which is way too good for a Tuesday night. <laughs> but you, you pried out of Henry's hands, I assume. Well, he's a rye person. He won't drink bourbon. Okay. It's a thing. He's kind of a... <laughs> Uh, how about you two? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, as far as what I'm consuming, enjoying lately, uh, there are a few really good albums on NPR First Listen right now. Uh, one of which I actually just pre-ordered, but it's the Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. It has a new album coming out uh, at the end of the week called Blue Mountain, and it's all on First Listen right now. It's his first new album that he's of, of original material that he's put out in a while, and he's been kind of teasing it for a long time mm-hmm. and saying that he's going to do an album of what he calls – he's been calling them cowboy songs, mm-hmm. but it's basically just uh, – um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of like old school country a little bit, but the thing is that he's recording the album – or he recorded the album with two of the guys. The the Was it the Dresner brothers from the National – and uh, Josh Ritter was involved too, and hmm. it's just a really beautiful album. And uh, even surprising me as a, I mean, I'm a Dead fan, but it's surprising me that he's uh, that good of a songwriter. So yeah, 
there's some songs that he's actually like writing original songs, but blending them together with traditional songs like Shenandoah and stuff like that. So that's, I've been listening to that a lot and I've been totally obsessed with another song. This is the only other thing I'll mention, but, uh, I think last time we recorded, I mentioned that I was watching newsroom. Yeah. And I finished the series in the season finale or the series finale is unbelievable. But there's a scene where Jeff Daniels sings the song. That's how I got to Memphis. Are you familiar with the song? I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard it before, but I could be thinking of the last train, the midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. It's sort of like that. Uh, uh, it's, but it's this, uh, yeah, it's like old classic country song, but he and like, two of the other cast members sing it and in context in the show it actually I mean, it makes sense but it's this great little song and I have been singing it in my head for seriously like three days straight nonstop. I woke up with it and like stuck in my head this morning so I've been uh, kind of on a kick listening to stuff like that like old uh, Roger Miller and classic country stuff which I've never really gone down that road yeah. uh, before and there's just some really awesome songs that are in that little genre yeah uh, yeah, so enjoying that. I'm rereading 10th of December by George Saunders, short story collection, uh, for like the fourth time. So I can't recommend that one enough. Yeah. And uh, as as I was last episode, I am using one of my wonderful Your Life is in Our Hands pencils. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a general's badger <laughs> uh, that I've got right here for, for the uh, yellow pencil episode. That's awesome. That's me. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Caitlin? Um... Well, I am proudly finishing a yellow Viking, uh, I'd never, I cannot say this, I'm not even going to try. It's a yellow Viking school pencil. Its name is actually Danish for school pencil. I'm not, it's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of consonants. consonants in it. <laughs> it's um, Spanish for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's only, like, since I've been working with CW, it's only the second pencil I've actually, like, finished to completion. Normally I'm, like, on to the next one before I finished one. So I feel like this yellow pencil episode is serendipitous for the end of my yellow pencil. Um, what? Oh, I'm drinking a Hellas lager (laughs) that Andy stole from the Standard. The hotel I'm staying at, I just raided the mini bar and brought this with me. Um, I think it's oh, it's made by Six Point. I like Six Point. Yeah, it's it's good beer. Yeah. Um, and in my free time, I'm currently consuming a really kind of odd group of things. I'm um, rereading the His Dark Materials trilogy because um, I've been talking about it a lot with a friend of mine, and I really can't remember it so kind of rereading that for something i read that a long time (laughs) as you do um i also been binge listening to a podcast called myths and legends that's all um what it sounds like myths and legends folklore um sounds fantastic yeah it's really really great because the guy that does it like he'll go through uh, for a specific story like you know, like Beauty and the Beast, and he'll find all of the original tellings, and he'll give the original account and say, well, and here's where this account varies from this one, and it's kind of interesting how how many are rooted in uh, in actual history, um, particularly the, like, Greek mythology, just because, like, there will be, like, conflicting timelines of, like, the same characters, but characters that actually kind of existed, and, like, hmm. it's really, really fascinating, and he's pretty funny. Um, 
and I'm also consuming a lot of show tunes because mm. I joined a show choir. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, every Sunday evening I'm rehearsing. It's pretty. What kind of what kind of show tunes? Broadway. Okay. Like really like classic, like classic Broadway, Broadway standards. Okay. Yeah, like we're doing. Um, we're doing one from Hairspray. I guess it's not super classic, yeah. but like South Pacific. Yeah. Um, there's some some Sondheim and Rodgers and Hammerstein in there. It's. Can we write rewrite some Hamilton lyrics for pencils? Maybe. Thoreau. I don't know if I'm that clever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some some South Pacific. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like a dame. <laughs> okay. Um, I am drinking the same thing, a uh, Hell's Lager um, from Six Points, um, and using actually something I just bought at uh, this little pencil shop in New York today. I'm, I'm using a Camel HB right now, which this is the first time oh. I've used one. I should be using a yellow pencil, but I am the worst. I have yellow ones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you have pencils? No, yellow, oh, yeah. yellow pencils. Oh, yellow Camel pencils. <laughs> uh. I feel like they're softer, though. The yellow ones? Yeah, they're... There's something that's just like barely different about the two. Like I actually think the eraser is better on the natural colored one than on the um or no, the eraser is better on the craft design technology branded ones than the camel branded ones. Hmm. Um but I might just be in my head. Yeah. Oh, there's, see, there's the yellow one. Okay. There's also I'm sorry to apologize, my chair is very squeaky. <laughs> so um I have been lately reading um Ooh, oh, that one's like. Oh, sorry, Caitlin yeah, just put like, one in front of me. This one is like a true yellow. The other one I had was a neon yellow. I gotta sharpen this up. Um, sorry, I've been reading uh, kind of in that same kick as I was last time I recorded that um, that book about the um, San Francisco maps and atlases. Uh, I've been into San Francisco history, so there's a book called uh, "Cool Gray City of Love" by Gary Camilla. And it's 49 little chapters of little, like, vignettes of history of San Francisco from, like, the early settler days to, like, the 80s and 90s. And turns out a lot of the streets in San Francisco named after terrible people, like conquistadors <laughs> and, like, the monks. The yes, <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> so uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of streets around where I live, like De Anza and um, Sanchez and all these things. Um, <laughs> the only one that's named after, like, Someone good is uh, Cesar Chavez, who's named after like somebody from a worker, the Workers' Party. Yeah, California history, like, <laughs> it's especially in uh, areas so, where like, they had like a lot of missions. Yeah, like in San Francisco, is really brutal. Yeah, is there like a Goebbels Street or something? There like, should be. Well, um, there's, an, way or there's an exit. Um, I think it goes to Daly City on the highway called um, uh, Junipero Serra, um, like Drive, and that's named after a. Uh, a monk that was part of the original foundation of the Mission Dolores, which is like the mission of San Francisco. And uh, he apparently, um, the the women traveling with them, he thought were too like body and like levicious or something. So he would beat them. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> California's great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, we should uh, we should launch into our main topic. Um, I I think that we are all kind of familiar with with yellow pencils, and I feel like when people come up with 
kind of like an iconic branding of pencils, it's always like bright yellow. Like you, mm-hmm. you guys have wrapping paper and envelopes that are bright yellow. Yeah. And that chair inside is bright yellow, which is really fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then when people like think about, they think about like the Ticonderoga, et cetera, et cetera. But um, we talked a little bit about it before, but I'm really interested to know, uh, Caitlin, like how did, how did yellow become the pencil color in the first place? So there are a few sort of varying stories on this. Um, and I'm going to give all credit to Caroline here for actually giving me an education on this earlier today and, you know, throughout our time working together. Um, but she just wrapped up writing a book about the history of pencils. Um, so keeping an eye out on the horizon for that. Um, but she basically knows everything now. (laughs) Um, so yellow pencils were actually introduced by, uh, the LNC Hardmouth Co- Co- uh, Company, which we now know as Koinor, hmm. uh, in the Czech Republic, um, the first yellow pencil was the Koinor 1500. Um, they introduced it at the World's Fair in Paris in 1889, uh, and at the time, pencils were naked because the the thing people really wanted to show off was the quality of the wood grain. Hmm. Um, and the Koinor 1500 was really the first pencil that had a finish on it. And they, they really wanted to set themselves apart and they really wanted to show off like this first really, really premium pencil. Um, I think this is also the first pencil that was graded with an HB, but I might have made that one up. (laughs) Um, but like the, the thing that, um, the thing that kind of differs between who you talk to, um, is why they painted it yellow. Um, some accounts say that it was just like, you know, kind of a design choice. Like they just like the color yellow. Hmm. Um, most accounts there, uh, agree that it was because of, uh, China. They were getting like the best graphite from China at the time. The Koinor 1500 had Chinese graphite in it and, um, yellow in uh, Chinese culture had to do with. Uh, wealth and prosperity hmm. so they really wanted to have this like connotation with the pencil with it being kind of a luxury thing um and when they introduced it a few years later at the chicago the world's fair in chicago um that was when the american pencil industry was really like still a fledgling thing and it was really influential on american pencil manufacturers and they started making yellow pencils to kind of kind of sort of piggyback off of the Koinor 1500. And that's also when names like Mongol and Mikado started coming out because they're they're Asian themes. Yeah. I mean, Everhard Faber accounts vary on the origin of the name Mongol. um, But it's really it's really kind of hard to dispute that it wasn't like an Asian connotation when the first Mongol box had a little Asian person on it. <laughs> um, some accounts do say that he, uh, that it was named after his favorite soup, which was a type of soup in like the 19th. Mongol soup? Yeah, it's okay. like split yeah. pea and tomato soup. My soup. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds that's, terrible. That's what people do. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's kind of funny about yellow pencil history is that in the like late 40s, early 50s, when there were the the big four pencil companies. Quick, guess what they were in the U.S. Um, Everhart, Faber, Faber, Eagle, uh-huh. American, uh-huh. and Musgrave General. Wrong, wrong. 
I kind of it's literally, thank you. I'm like, it's Wait, literally is... the biggest one. <laughs> Dixon, okay. um, so the big four little... being Eberhard Faber, Dixon, um, the American yep. Pencil Company, slash, which later became Venus, and uh, Eagle. Hmm. Um, they were really kind of like controlling the controlling a monopoly on the pencil industry. Hmm. And there was this this thing that the government started called the Bureau of Standards. Hmm. I think that might not actually be its name, but we're going to say it is. <laughs> um, that came up with a, a regulation for yellow pencils hmm. that said that they had to cost a specific amount, um, like around five cents. They had to be within a certain range of yellows. They had to have, I think it was, they actually did have to have uh, pink erasers. Um, and at one point, they did dictate what color the ferrules had to be. Wow. So that's when yellow pencils that were brand, like, marketed as school pencils, because, like, marketing was a, a big part of this as well. Yeah. That's when cheap yellow pencils really started to, like, take off as being school pencils. Blame the damn government. Yes. <laughs> Um, I have another. I have another really cool fun fact. If you guys are not tired of listening to me yet, no. <laughs> okay. So ferals, right? I think you guys mostly know that in World War II, the pencil industry used plastic or paper for mm-hmm. ferals. I didn't uh, know about paper. Yeah, That's like cardboard. Yeah. yeah, those are harder to find because those definitely have deteriorated yeah. over time. But yeah, they used paper or plastic. Um. And up until that point, uh, Dixon Ticonderogas had gold ferrules, and when they when they had to start using plastic, they had to kind of rethink what their pencils looked like because they couldn't make gold plastic. So they came up with the decision to do a green ferrule with gold bands, and that carried on with them forever hmm. after that. So I'll I'll post World War Two. Uh, Ticonderogas have that really iconic green with yellow. That, I had no idea that was yeah. where that came from. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's my hmm. story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news the way it is. Um, so uh, what what kind of pencils do you carry in the shop? Like, I I would wager that it's safe to say that you have the most, the biggest yellow pencil selection in the U.S. at least. Um, I would like that to be true. Uh-huh. Um, if we're talking like classic yellow pencils with that, you know, Bureau of Standards, uh, pink eraser and ferrule, um, we do have quite a few. Um, most of them come from generals in Jersey city. Um, we've got with erasers, semi-hex Pacific, Supreme, Goddess, Badger, I think that's it. Hmm. And then calendar doesn't have a calendar doesn't have a ferrule or an eraser and then we've got uh one from karen dash that has an eraser and harvest from and saris mm. from musgrave that have erasers so we do have a pretty wide selection of yellow pencils um, but then also like we have the viking school pencil which is still yellow from yeah. denmark and we've got um the Koenar 1500 still yellow still from the czech republic um and different things like that. Like we, we definitely do have a lot of yellow number twos. Cool. So you work in a pencil store. Do you ever even use yellow pencils? Actually, I do all the time. Um, my, like I said, my my current workhorse has been the the Viking school pencil. Um, but all, all the time when I want to 
give something like the college try. Like I need to try <laughs> some paper, um, particularly with sharpeners. Like I've been doing a lot of uh, work with vintage sharpeners, like in my personal collection and also for our blog. Hmm. Um, I always go for a semi-hex um, because they they hold up really well. The wood is always really, really nice. Um, the erasers are decent. And, and Jersey City. And Jersey City, yeah. where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they just really, like, if I, if I want to show somebody, like, a true, like, middle of the road, like, good, like, better than a drugstore quality pencil, this is the one I'm going for. Yeah, I feel like I've I've often used like since Ticonderoga's claim is like that the, the world's world's best pencil I always sort of use them as the benchmark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I should be using yeah something like a semi hex because I feel like that's a true like good solid middle of the line. Yeah. Pencil. Yeah, and they're still yeah. made in America. They're still really cheap. Yeah. Um, I think maybe a little bit more expensive than a Ticonderoga, but not that much more. Yeah. I met somebody at the conference I was just at in Seattle. Uh, whose sister-in-law is Katie Weisenborn from General Pencil, like one of the huh. co- co-owners of it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, just random fact. Huh. Yeah. I have a pen pal whose husband is friends with one of the really? Weisenborns, too. And I'm like, <laughs> where do they... What? <laughs> Everything goes back to the... Really, really fast. It's like the Kevin Bacon connection. It's like, what's your Weisenborn oh number? <laughs> so I was curious if people come into the store specifically looking for a certain yellow pencil or that come in looking with a mindset that like yellow pencils are the only option. Like if they have a mental block and that's the only kind of pencil that works. Um, not necessarily. What happens most often is, I mean, really often with an older generation, they come in and they know Ticonderoga and they only know Ticonderoga and they're like, why don't you carry Ticonderogas? Um, it's because they used to be so good. We're actually did. we're actually looking at a vintage Ticonderoga box right here, which I have a few at home. Yeah, and they're just so good. <laughs> this is actually a box of World War II era. Oh wow! Which yeah. they weirdly stuck one that's from like the fifties in it too, like cheating. Yeah. However, um, yeah, what what will happen a lot is honestly, people don't want the yellow pencils as much. Like mm-hmm. they'll come in. And they're expecting that we're going to wow them with something. So they come in and they're expecting to see a Blackwing. Sure. Because a lot yeah. of people who come in are not, like, regular pencil users. Or if they are, they're using, you know, like, your your Target pencils or whatever. Um, so they, they don't know that things like that actually exist. I guess that makes sense because, it's like, yeah. the, most people would uh, associate yellow pencils with, like, the crappy pencils they've always right. had to use, and now they want to find something Run different. Run at the mill, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the the yellow pencil is a bit of a hard sell, which is a little sad to me. Um, we do a lot of semi-hex around uh, back-to-school season, but even then, like, if we were kind of, like, giving them away to schools and things like that, sometimes you, like, arrive with all these semi-hex, and they're like, oh... I'm like, there's still really good pencils, I swear, I swear. There's so many, there's still so many, like, um, back-to-school lists that have, like, yellow number two pencils written on it. And sometimes it's straight up We see a lot of Ticonderogas. I mean, and that's all just, like, marketing power. Because that's, they... (laughs) It's the world's best pencil. Yeah, exactly. They establish (laughs) themselves, like, super, super early in the game. And that just has stuck around. So it's... I don't know, like this this back to school season we did a, a sampler pack 
that was yellow number twos from all around the world. And that actually did really well. It's like once you kind of introduce the idea that there's this kind of unifying theme, people kind of buy into it a little bit more. So it's like once you actually get them interested in pencils and start thinking about things, then they're like, oh, oh, there are good yellow pencils. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it doesn't help that like... Office Depot and Staples and everybody has a yellow pencil that are, are oh, like really the unbranded. Crappy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the ones that just say number so two. So bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it, yeah, it's it's weird because I generally, when I'm like working and I have like a pencil that I bring into work that is interesting, I generally don't go for yellow pencils because it. I don't know. They just feel. They just feel basic. Like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be a basic. <laughs> no, that sounds bad. But um, yeah, I, I always just get a lot of like joy out of like unusual colors for pencils. Mm-hmm. And people, blue pencils are really my my favorite thing because, in fact, I am basic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I actually I I collect. I had to like limit myself on pencil buying at some point. Um, you have to buy so, pencils still? Well, yeah, I have like a personal collection. Yeah. And I mean, now I'm kind of getting into sharpeners. But my like go to my collection is uh, Eberhard Faber Mongols. Mm. And I have, I have almost every era of them. I've got the original like solid gold feral from the 1910s that has the the Asian person on it and I've got the plastic feral from World War II and I've got you know kind of the different brandings that they've had in between and it's that's like my iconic yeah. pencil I love that black and copper feral like that just, yeah yeah just looks so good um yeah so um we should probably talk a little bit about um kind of our our favorite top yellow pencils mm-hmm. our least favorite yellow pencils and Johnny's category which I really love house brand pencils you'd buy if you were forced to (laughs) (laughs) so uh Caitlin why don't you start us off oh okay (laughs) so my my top yellow pencil overall um is definitely semi-hex um like I said that's just one that I, I find myself reaching for again and again especially for the sharpening um but I also I use vintage mongols a lot Mm. they just write so nicely and the cedar back in the day was like so much more fragrant yeah sorry uh, (laughs) (laughs) no but like like i said like the semi-hexal sharpens really really beautiful but they uh the eastern cedar they used to use like god there was something there's something special about that so those are definitely my favorite it smells like deforestation (laughs) (laughs) smells like clear cutting (laughs) I keep going. Yeah. Oh, my worst yellow pencil, <laughs> and I know we talked about this on the Erasable group, was uh, definitely the Sanford Eagle. I like to believe that those are all like rotting somewhere, <laughs> but I do. I actually have a few that I found. I found a full box of Sanford Eagles in my art supplies, and um, I had to sharpen one just to remind myself, like how just everything about it is so. Awful. Sanford is so weird because now it's like less of a brand and more of like a conglomerate, right? Because yeah, San, Sanford bought like I want to say it bought like Rote Ring, and it bought a whole bunch of other companies that I'm it just sort of not certain, but yeah. there's like a big umbrella now. Yeah, for sure. They um they own. I think they even might own Mongol too at this point. Yeah, they do. Hey. Or no, Rubbermate. Papermate. Papermate, you're right, you're right. Papermate does Mongol, And then Newell Rubbermate owns Papermate. 
Mongol is kind of they weird. They own Sanford too. Papermate owns Sanford. Sanford owns Papermate oh. and Rubbermate owns Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney owns all of that. Yeah, a big depressing <laughs> Russian nesting doll. <laughs> what's really weird about Mongol is Papermate makes them for the U.S. and for like uh, I think like Mexico. Yeah. Like North America. Yeah. Um, Caroline traveled to Colombia recently and bought Mongols in Colombia that are still Eberhard Faber branded Mongols. Wow. So there's like definitely like Faber Castell has some weird, weird, weird licensing. Yeah. Because um, then. Uh, and they let they let Blackwing expire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they like like the Eberhard Faber pencils they sell in Germany are like like rose art quality. Like, yeah bottom of the line like grocery store quality but they still mm. make Everhard Fabian Mongols in Colombia for some reason so <laughs> there is that yeah um what about a house brand pencil that if gun to your head you'd buy if you were forced to um I had a hard time with this one I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm not gonna go with the Strickland propane and propane <laughs> accessories I tell you what <laughs> Boy, right. No, no. I, actually, what I was going to say was the <laughs> extremely rare and elusive 7-Eleven pencil that I used to get across the street from the great school I went to. I've never heard of the 7-Eleven brand pencil. That's because I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> writing brand pencil yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, if I had to buy, I would probably buy right dudes, but I don't feel, does that count as a house brand pencil? Or, I mean, it, it, I guess technically it's anywhere. not, but I feel like it's so closely related to like Walmart. Yeah. 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 And those are made by Moon Products. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Good to know. Yeah. What? Man. Shadowy world of <laughs> pencil sourcing. And Moon Products is owned by Rose Moon Corporation. <laughs> Which is owned by Rubbermaid. Which is owned by Rubbermaid. Which is owned by Monsanto. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Rubbermaid. <laughs> uh, Johnny, how about you? What is your What is your top yellow pencil? So, I'm going to qualify this and say it has to be a curated Ticonderoga. This is the most hipster but, phrase I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you go buy a Ticonderoga at Target, you might get some pre-sharpened POS made in Mexico or um, we saw some at... point of sale oh, sorry. system yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please continue so we had um, a box we got from back to school season that weren't cedar they just said like American wood so if you're careful and you go to like Staples and get the wooden boxes and open them and pick them very carefully from the new Chinese stock you can get a nice box of Ticonderogas <laughs> So and kicked out of that, the store. Yeah, that's my favorite Ticonderoga. And then you just like grab it and run like hell. <laughs> like throw a five on it and be like, see ya, bitches. <laughs> so that is probably my favorite yellow pencil right now. But I feel like it shouldn't be so much damn trouble to get a good box of Ticonderogas. Yeah. You know, but if, walk- you're, if you're willing to, it's a nice box of pencils. Yeah. I walked by... Uh, staples the other night and they were throwing out their back to schools displays <laughs> and I tried to take a picture of the ticonderoga out and the, the ticonderoga like the neon ones uh-huh. like the display on the street with the garbage and i was gonna be like right where it belongs <laughs> and a store employee actually yelled at me and i ran away <laughs> and got a cease and desist <laughs> oh and um, that lady is breaking all of our store brand pencils. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's happening? 
Tony, what is your house brand pencil that if you were forced to buy, you would? Oh, I skipped my worst one. Oh, you did. Continue. So, so a quick plug for my website. I did a comparison of five like truly piece of crap yellow pencils, <laughs> like store brand pencils. So the worst one is the one that's just called the Dixon pencil, which is like the worst <laughs> complete piece of shit I've ever <laughs> seen called a pencil. Like thing is a no perfect. more bad mouthing Wopexes if you've ever used one of these pieces of crap and like brag about it. Thank you. <laughs> it's horrible. They don't sharpen. The wood sucks. The core sucks. The eraser sucks. The finish sucks. The packaging sucks. Don't don't hold back, Johnny. Tell us how you really uh, feel. If if anybody uses them, unfollow me on Twitter. <laughs> Delete your account. <laughs> like <laughs> off. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna be going through it's this. It's getting a little bit dark. It is. Johnny took it to a bad place. You get some counseling over there. Somebody's gonna be like, "Why do you have this constant typewriter bell ringing?" They're just pencils. They're just pencils, buddy. <laughs> Johnny, is a, Johnny is a very against uh, Dixon pencil person. Yeah. So the house brand pencil I would buy if I was forced to is the Target Up and Up pencil because it's not bad, and I go to Target like twice a week, sometimes more. Yeah. Which one so. are the Up and Up ones? Are they one? Are they the ones you get in like the dollar bin or like like the front? area or are they actually like branded up and up they're like the target branded pencils oh hmm. they have ballpoint pens branded that are pretty good do you know who makes them no idea hmm, hmm. <laughs> it's a mystery <laughs> yeah if, if you like if you spend a lot of time with the staples and office depot and target brand pencils they're all like so freakishly different and yeah like similarly crappy or not similarly crappy. They're Different similar in their crappy. level of crappiness, but what is crappy about each pencil is very different. It's, so <laughs> it's like weird. infuriating. Yeah. They're very singular in their crappiness. <laughs> like, well, the Staples pencil has an already eraser, but everything else about it makes me want to burn it and hold it in my hand while it's burning. But <laughs> burn it to you know, the ground. The, the, the Target one is a good balance of not quite terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's let's move on from this, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Tim get you... your typewriter bell ready. This is gonna be a while. <laughs> bing, Hold on. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, Tim, what uh, is uh, your what is your top yellow pencil? My top yellow pencil is the Tombow twenty five fifty eight, uh, which I know it's not like a super common one, but oh, that's just like my. Uh, sorry, go on. Was I cutting out? Oh no, I talked over you. I said I feel like that's kind of cheating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> well, so but we didn't go really for the criteria really brand. We just said yellow pencil, right? Yeah, it's got that's a true. Yellow that pencil. True. It's got a pink eraser. I do so, have to admit yeah, that I, I can I, see why it's cheating right off the bat. But um, I do have to admit that I don't think that the um, the yellow on that that Tombow is particularly attractive. It's kind of like this muddy yellow, like puce yellow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of like the fifteen hundred yellow though, the original yellow. Okay. She or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. So if I had to pick something for <laughs> a uh, more civilian, um, <laughs> with the common folk, your pedestrian um, yellow pencil. <laughs> um, I do actually uh, have been having fun with the the badger that I mentioned earlier. So I, just as far as like a general's a general's pencil that I uh, I do enjoy to use. I only have like a couple of them, so I don't use them a lot. But I do like the badger. So that's yeah. one that I had never I had never actually had one until 
Caitlin, until you made those custom printed ones. I just hadn't or hadn't ordered any, so I hadn't tried those. And that's one that gets, you know, like no attention. And yeah. Yeah. At the price point they come out. That's a fantastic pencil. And I also one thing I like about it that's uh so you know a little different than the, the semi hex is I, I really dig a, a yellow pencil with just a plain ferrule that doesn't have a stripe or anything. It's just yeah. a nice uh, gold yeah gold ferrule and big that uh, Tombow ferrule is really interesting. It's, it's like, like purple. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one's good. Yeah, it's got the that like strange purpley looking color on it. Yeah. Caitlin just uh, pulled out a bunch because we're sitting right here by the like <laughs> we're sitting amongst all the yellow. Pencils. So many pencils, you guys. Um, <laughs> the it's funny because the twenty five fifty eight like next to all of these other ones is just like positively orange, like that one, yeah. and then the yeah. then the Koenor fifteen hundred, the original. Uh, yeah, which is like a brownish orange. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm gonna have to take a picture of this for the cover art this is fantastic you know can i just come to new york every two weeks and record from down here because this is amazing <laughs> I mean, it feels really weird sitting right next to a person who's like recording with you because yeah i'm not used to that but it's yeah it this is fantastic it's entertaining talking about pencils when you can like pull all the examples out too oh yeah my pencil collection is big but not readily accessible so i yeah this is like very neatly organized <laughs> Um, Tim, what is your what is your worst yellow pencil? Uh, my least favorite is the uh, Murado Classic. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just so one one like little thing that just has always just like bugged me with pencils. Like one that I don't think I've ever talked about, but it just I cannot handle when a pencil like the two different slats are different colors. Uh, you know, like where one is like you have a dark side and like a light side of the pencil. Yeah. And I bought a box of those and like all of them are just look like that and it just looks sloppy and it drives me nuts. And it's also functionality wise with the, the paper mate Murado classic, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're just slightly skinnier than normal, uh, pencil yeah. and my sausage fingers just don't like it. So Look, they've redone them a lot since they sucked so much. Now they, if you buy a pack, they have centered cores and they don't look like crap. Yeah, I mean, and you can get them at Walmart and Target now. Because this, the Murado Classic is the one that if you go to yeah. Sam's Club, they have like the huge box of them, right? Yeah, yeah, those are, they're bad. Those are the bad ones, yeah, and that's probably what I have. So I do, I mean, it's it's nothing, it's not bad looking. Besides, I just that wood issue is just like one of those little pet peeve things that uh, drives me nuts. But they're just like a little too light and a little too skinny for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if I had to buy a store brand, and I don't know if this is cheating as well, but I guess cheating is kind of my style. Uh, <laughs> is I've always thought that. Is, uh, but you, you were saying like, uh, what are they called? Right Dudes associating mostly with Walmart. I mean, you can get those other places, but I mean, with Target, I'm you buy isn't anywhere else, right? Or, their <laughs> website, that's it. Right. So I, I associate that one so much with Target that I think just those store brand pencils where that's, I, I, I guess I just had in my head that a store brand pencil would be something that's only available from one store. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, what I would go with. And I'm sure there's a yellow pencil in there somewhere by the, <laughs> by you, but, uh, but that would be the, that'd be the one to, to go to. I uh, gosh, I don't even know how to think about the, the sort of store brand mass-produced ones if i had to buy one i don't even know how to answer that question because it's just like don't yeah. that's the answer buy some <laughs> you know what some i thought of the answer for you guys the cw pencils business pencil <laughs> it's yellow 
Look, look what I had in my show notes. Did you really yeah, put that was, in your show I notes? I was going to suck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is, where did you say that was made? Those are made by Moon Products in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Tennessee pencils are the people. Tennessee in general is the worst. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It smells bad and it's ugly. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was. Horrible music. <laughs> yeah. So, so bad. Worst people in there. <laughs> Okay, fine. Stop. Bad food. <laughs> it's enough. Horrible whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's, you've of, gone too far, sir. That's kind of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too so, far. Off. So, yeah, I, I feel like my, my answers are kind of boring. Um, I feel like I don't have a, a large, um, like a lot of experience with yellow pencils just because early on I, t- I tended more toward like non yellow pencils. Um, I, I think I agree. I think the general semi hex is like. One of my favorite in that it's just such a such a good like like standard quality one like a good semi cheap a good how much do they cost a dozen like um I think they cost a, six bucks a dozen yeah so well, is that your qualification of semi cheap Johnny um I so, guess I like they're yeah. under they're under 50s, seven or eight yeah they're fifty cents a pencil okay yeah yeah that that yeah. works um I I used them early on in my like pencil. I'm not going to say career, my pencil interest. And yeah, they just stuck with me because they're super comfortable to hold. They're like this really beautiful, bright yellow. Um, I really like the, I do like stripes on my ferrule. Um, <laughs> it's a good t-shirt. Tim, fight me. Like a John Green book or something. <laughs> stripes of my ferrule. Like a, a bright purple. That's cool. Man, would, would, they would bring that back. I think they should. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just like Generals has like such cool old timey like like branding on it. Like it's not just your usual. And their boxes are really great too. Yeah, yeah, their boxes are kind of like harken back to the the old days of like Ticonderoga with like vaguely like pioneer themes on them. I, I guess Ticonderoga is more like war soldiers on that. I don't know a lot of pencils that use the word carbo weld. Carbo weld. So carbo weld stronger points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my last name before my family changed it. Carbo weld Johnny Carbo weld. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny it's carbo weld stronger points. <laughs> carbo weld stronger points. That is the show title. Um so yeah. That's our that's our like mountain music like hipster <laughs> folk band. Work on our beards. Um I've ranted and ranted about the Office Depot pencils before, which are definitely my worst yellow pencils. They're oh just, my like, god. They break, their their wood is awful. It's like just kind of just a poopy yellow. Um, it's use the F word. It's fun. <laughs> I don't want to edit one more typewriter bell in there. Um, it's I love when you get them and they're kind of like warped. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're already warped because they've yeah. probably been sitting in the warehouse forever because nobody buys them because they're such a bad experience. Wait, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, they were shipped Would from you... hell four years ago and have been sitting in <laughs> sitting in a warehouse ever since. When you're out in the wild. And you see somebody using one of those. Because I feel like I see the staple ones a lot. Do you, like, say, do you hand them a pencil and say, here, you can do better? If I if I had my druthers about me, would, I would always have pencils out in the world. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I, I walk on the other side of the street. <laughs> my, my closest comparison, or my, or my closest way to relate to that, 
it's not like in the wild, but at school I do literally like if a kid walks up to me with one of those and says like, can you help me sharpen this? Cause they like can't get it sharpened. I just take, <laughs> I don't say anything. I just take it out of their hand and I drop it. <laughs> I drop it in the trash can and I hand them a different one. So, you're like, is it American Psycho where they have that thing on yeah. business cards? Yes. yes. You're, like, you're like the pencil version of that. <laughs> Smell that wood, that carboweld strong point. Sometimes like I want to have this, this series of business cards made that like one is for that that purpose like we see somebody wearing using a terrible pencil and you set them up right you can do Slap. better cwpencils.com you can do get better yourself like a or... like a little uh, quiver to wear on your belt like... <laughs> or i want the flip side of that where you see somebody in the wild using a really good pencil and you're like you know what mad job, props kid. mad props <laughs> <laughs> is it weird to hug people like that yeah. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> that would be, you know, you could do it where, um, you know, like, uh, is it, there was a comedian who, maybe it was Steve Martin who had like biz- cards that would hand out and he would like write, he would check off a, like a series of multiple questions yeah. and it was like, like, you met me and were like thoroughly charmed, checked yes. off. You should have one that you just check off with a pencil. You fill in a, like a scantron. I see you're using a pencil. <laughs> yeah, one of them just says, your terrible. pencil sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so Office Depot brand is like my nemesis because I grew up with Office Depot and I love Office Depot, just not their house pencils. They're so mm-hmm. bad. Um, and uh, I would say, yeah, I would say a, a, a house brand pencil if I was, I would buy if I was forced to. Um, I actually <laughs> I couldn't decide. I had originally put uh, UB because I really love some UB and they're like, do they sell elsewhere than Target? But they're not like a house brand, but I've only ever seen on their website. Target. Yeah. But I think that's it. Okay. Um, right Dudes is is great because it's um, it, it's also not a house brand, but I don't know. I just would never buy a house brand pencil, I guess. Um, except, of course, for the CW Pencil house brand. But you don't have to buy those. Yeah. You don't give those <laughs> I have so many of those. <laughs> uh, and there is a new uh, CW Pencils house brand. There is. Yeah. Those are not Which brand. is not yellow. Um, oh, those were... Um, those we worked on for a really, really long time um, with Karen Dash. Like, it was one of the things that came out of our trip to Paper World really, really early in 2016. That was actually when we started talking about doing them. Um, and production took a really long time and it was incredibly well worth the wait. Okay. When we got them, we weren't sure if they were going to be more like um, the graphite and the blackwood jumbo or more like the graphite and the Swisswood. They're hmm. more like a Swisswood, which is just a little bit lighter than a blackwood yeah but they have that like really great point retention yeah um does, it, it doesn't smell like uh, soy sauce it does not smell like soy sauce, <laughs> which to me is I'm honestly like i don't like i feel weird now like when you when we get an order in and you get like the big box of swiss woods yeah. and you can like smell it i'm just like oh they're in there <laughs> 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 i don't know i just don't like i don't swiss woods with a stinky leg you can like <laughs> can like smell the quantity it's like oh i think they got it right mm, it enough. smells like four gross but that is like that's one of the easiest pencils to sell in the store because so many people are like what <laughs> they're i mean they're so cool looking yeah. and we, we all we all know somebody who loves loves themselves a swiss wood yeah and none of us know why because he's a freak <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> ding, ding. Just kidding. We'll see if he actually listens to us anymore. Uh, <laughs> he, he did really like the the CW Blackwood. That's good. So. Yeah. 
Um, so before before we wrap up, and we'll have plenty of time to go over any, anything else, I, I don't want to sound too forward, Caitlin, but I really want to talk about what you're wearing right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> None of you can see this, but it's pretty much the best. Um, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> just kidding. So uh, a few months ago, somebody posted on the Erasable Group a t-shirt that Alex and I, Alex, who works at the store with me, Alex and I immediately lost our minds over and spent, I kid you not, hours trying to figure out how to get them. Um, it's a unique low shirt that was part of their line they did called The Brands that uh, celebrates like really, really classic brands. Um, and my shirt has Tombow Mono 100s on it. Do you, have, do you guys remember seeing this? It's like I don't remember that at all. It's like a green oh. T-shirt, and it has like a few Tombos sticking out the sides, and then yeah, there's and one then sticking one out of the pocket. Yeah, there's one sticking out of the pocket, and I didn't realize this was just like a Japanese one. Yeah. But, so I went yeah, to yeah. my local Uniqlo in in San Francisco, and they did not have it. They had like American brands, like yeah. Campbell's Soup or whatever. Yeah, and they had um, like I think they had like a Ford Motors one. Rubbermaid. Yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> 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 just a Rubbermaid bin on somebody's shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, my, yeah. my friend ended up going to Japan like very shortly thereafter, and I like begged her to visit a Uniqlo in Ginzo, and she was there. And yeah, she loves me enough that she brought me back too. So that's awesome. I wonder, like, I already wear like the highest size that you can get from Uniqlo because. Mm. I do not have a Japanese body type, mm -hmm. um, so I wonder if like a Uniqlo in Japan would be like even smaller. I'm wearing a men's medium, and okay. I'm not, you know, I'm a medium-sized human, so <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's fantastic. I I was so excited when I saw it today. It's like yeah. that shirt. That's not, I've been wanting that shirt. <laughs> cool. Any... That was interesting for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, world. <clears throat> Um, anything else we should talk about before we wrap up? We're, uh, we're kind of holding off. Um, I think that we're going to release episode 61 pretty soon after we're waiting for the quarterly releases from like yeah, three different brands. All the things. I'm losing sleep about this stuff, man. <laughs> I got my but, shipment, shipment notification from Field Notes today. So which means yeah, tomorrow got... or Thursday, they'll actually announce it. This is actually Yeah, mine like... is saying it's going to ship Friday. Yeah. Oh. Or mine says it's supposed to arrive on Friday. This is the thing we're really heavily debating He's right hungry. now without really saying too much. Because, um, you know, we have Pencil of the Month. Yeah. And we're trying to... Um, we want to bring the program back, but we want it to be different. And it's... The quarterly thing It's already super capitalized on by stationary people. But it's such a good... But it is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you feel like if you pay for something a quarter, you get like a, a specific value yeah. out of it. Rather than if you pay for it monthly, you're getting smaller, cheaper things. What, um, what about like bi-monthly? That way you could get more in and you could be off the usual cycle of like big announcements. I don't know. Yeah. I really... It would be really difficult, I think, to compete with... With the ones that are already so big. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a thought process. Stay <laughs> tuned. So uh, I do think that we should put it on record just in case it turns out to be true is I'm pretty sure we sussed out the uh, the Blackwing uh, quarterly release. Um, Blackwing had a, a post on uh, Instagram that said it was like scissors and paper and a pencil and everything. Mm -hmm. They said they're working on their arts and crafts. 
So I said, I think it's the Frank Lloyd, Frank Lloyd Wright pencil because the arts and crafts movement. Okay. And that kind of like, you know, he was he was kind of like Blackwing adjacent. I don't know if he ever actually like went on record as saying that he uses Blackwings. But yeah. a lot of people think of him when they think of like the the people who define a creative culture, which is kind of their like their thing they try to do. So right. I'm... That that's that's what I want to go on as guessing. So we'll see we'll see if that's right or not. What do you do? You, do you guys have any other ideas for the Blackwing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can't imagine what else it would be. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. it's like dedicated to some super famous like crochet artist or something, <laughs> um, or like a scrapbooker. <laughs> All those scrapbooking about, superstars out there. You know, Matisse. Yeah. Matisse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry to heart to heart right now. <laughs> uh, I think we just lost Johnny. Johnny, are you still there? His yeah, oh. he's oh there, he's gone. Right. And he's gone. <laughs> Was that just thought... me? Yeah, you you yeah. fell off the call. What the f- just happened? <laughs> I'm just wait. That's not being recorded, is it? I'm yeah, sorry. we're recording right now. No, it's fine. Whoops. No, that this is this is not the first of the of the episode. So I I'm probably going to be spending some time with this episode. Man, I need some beer. No, it's alright. I have you know what? I have a really long plane ride home on Friday, on Thursday, so or Friday morning. So this will give me something to do. Learn how to uh, recognize it on the little uh, like the, <laughs> the waveform. The, the waveform. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suck. I thought it was going to be me, to be honest. <laughs> It's all right. Okay. Um, anything else before we wrap up? We will be back soon um, with episode 61 talking about uh, quarterly releases and some other cool special things. Um, so, yeah. Um, K- Caroline, where? <laughs> you're not Caroline. You're Caitlin. Do you get that a lot? I do it to myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, K- Caroline's like your inner monologue. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'll be like be correcting myself out loud and be like, Caitlin, don't do that. But I say Caroline, don't do that. But I also get Alex and Meredith mixed up and they're not even remotely. Yeah, yeah it's bad. So so where can not only people find your employer, but also yourself on the internet in case they wanted to? They can find CW Pencils online at CWPencils.com, on Instagram at CWPencilEnterprise, and on Twitter at CWPencils. Um, if they want to find me, they can find me. I always, I can never remember. And I really need to fix this. I think the names weren't actually available to me. It's at Kate. It's at Kate.Elgin on Twitter. And I think it's at Caitlin.Elgin on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. And I haven't even been drinking this time. So it's really embarrassing. It's Kate.Elgin on Instagram, everyone. <laughs> Tim, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at real Donald Trump. <laughs> um, I apologize in advance. On the cyber? Yeah, I'm on the cyber He's at real Donald cyber. Trump. <laughs> I do the cyber posts. Um, He's 400, 400 pounds sitting on his bed. You know, <laughs> yeah, while lounging on my bed. Term coming from an analog podcast. <laughs> the podcast about pencils. I'll see the internet the cyber. <laughs> <laughs> the cyber is really hard to do. I mean, it's a... <laughs> I 
title we've got. Now you can find me on uh, Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And you can find me trolling at real Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> at Trump, at Trump Smith, sniff. Did you guys see that? Do- I didn't see that. Donald Trump's uh, sniff during the debate got it. Oh, yeah. It's on yeah. Twitter account. <laughs> Johnny, how about you? I, I hesitate to ask. Well, you could find my opinions about yellow pencils minus the F word on pencilofrevolution.com. I think I didn't use the F word. I, I took it. Um, and I'm on Instagram at my name and on Twitter at Pensolution. Cool. And I am uh, Andy Welfley. I am on a blog that I need to update more often at woodclinched.com. Um, and I am on Twitter at a, at a Welfley and on Instagram at the same. All right. This is episode 60 of the Raceable Podcast. Um, you can find uh, this episode and show notes at erasable.us slash 60. Um, you can find our Facebook group. Uh, which we have almost 1,300 strong. We have really amazing discussion happening there. Facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable. If you would want just uh, an official voice of the the page um, of of the Erasable podcast, uh, find our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Erasable podcast. Twitter and Instagram at the same at Erasable podcast. Um, yeah, and we will be back soon with episode 61. So thanks again, Caitlin, for being with us. Actually, thank you for letting me be down here with you, being here with us. In the graphite mines. Today, in the graphite mines. <laughs> the tales of the crypt. Um, you can get the graphite lung. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Silver lung. <laughs> Silver lung. All right. We'll see you next time. Boom. That was like a delightful trash fire, you guys. <laughs> delightful trash fire. Delightful trash fire. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.